0: Thank you for listening to the Conformed to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. I'm Jay Jones, and I'm here with, as usual, George Mays, and a special guest, a friend of ours, Josh King. Thanks for having me. Yes. Josh King has been a uh, long-time friend, I guess, as long as I've lived down here, nearly. Um, And you're kind of a like-minded pastor friend that I made early on, and moving down through Philip, one of our other elders. Uh, a great, uh, great preacher, someone I really listen to to preaching, and uh, we've, we've kind of been talking about this issue that we're going to do today, what is, a, what is a gospel issue, for a while, and we thought, hey, we should do a podcast on that sometime. But before we jump in there, maybe just introduce yourself uh, to the,
1: the viewer and listener. So I grew up in Oklahoma, a little town called Eakley, grew up on a peanut farm and uh I've been at Meridian Church as the preaching elder for it'll be ten years this october okay,
2: awesome wow, ten years I didn't realize it had been that long yeah that's good yeah <laughs> in in Oklahoma, where pastors <laughs> jump from church to church every few years, mm. ten years is yeah, that's good, yeah, it's quite the accomplishment and testimony to god's grace mm-hmm yep.
1: yeah it's it's uh I've I've loved my years there. Like no regrets for the entire. I don't know if that's their testimony, but that's mine. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Let's ask them. Are they still, <laughs>
2: They haven't run you off. That's
0: always a good yeah, sign. That's
2: mm-hmm. good. <laughs> so
1: you're uh, how long have you been married? Be it just celebrated 20 years. No, it'll be I've, I'm in trouble. Uh-oh. You know, it's it's yeah. Uh-oh. We're it's not very, it's very it. <laughs>
2: it's very interesting that you could just pop off how long you'd been at the church, but it's taking you a little Thank, bit of time. Thanks, George. So. <laughs> draw attention to it.
1: Um, it will be 20 years. All right. Yeah. Very you good. Should. Nice. That's awesome. And you have several children. Yes, four boys. Um, they go now to, you just want to Caused me to stumble again and again here, <laughs> but uh, range from uh, sixteen to uh, seven. Yeah, and you got a
0: new driver. That's he, that's the scary thing. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that Bethany did all the the we we did drivers that ourselves. Bethany uh, did all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have control issues. You know, I <laughs> in the
0: car. I want the wheel. <laughs> Well, um, so you, all these, you have all of these children, which is a great blessing. Do you think knowing what a gospel issue is is something that would help a parent? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It is, right? This is, this is not just some, that's what I'm trying to say, this is not a theological thing we're going to go on. This is a very practical mm-hmm. topic. What is a gospel issue? So George, why, why, kind of, why did we decide to do this topic on a free for all Friday?
2: Well, you know, we we've been talking about this for a while, trying to plan um, for this this episode. Thought we'd pull Josh in, so uh-huh. if we go down, he goes down with us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, Josh lends some credibility to <laughs> to what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah um we've been talking about this because this phrase gospel issue it gets thrown out there so so often mm-hmm. so frequently in just a wide variety of, of issues that we really needed to to talk about it to clarify it mm-hmm. um, maybe correct any kind of uh, misunderstandings of of what this term means because this this is a relatively, new term Mm -hmm. like this isn't a term that's been used historically in the in the church this is this is more of a modern um phrase that's being used and even over the course of say 200 years or so of of maybe kind of loose usage of this it's it's shifted in what it's meant and now it's just this umbrella term for it's really everything it's really
0: ramped up i would say in the past five years and even more so this past year. I don't
2: remember hearing it until, oh, goodness, I don't know, five years ago, four years ago? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's when it's started to be used more frequently. Yes. I've got a, I, and I, I looked up several articles. I, I found an article article by Tim Challies, and he kind of lists um, different issues that he has heard called gospel issues. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's got everything. He's got doctrine of election. I, I've I've experienced um, an environment where the doctrine of election was a gospel issue. If you don't hold to this particular view of election, then right. you're not a Christian. Yeah.
0: Everyone uh, has a view of election, right? right? But there, some would just say, if you don't yeah. hold my view of election, um, then you're yeah. an, like an illegitimate Christian, or what? <laughs> what would they say? Would they say that
2: um, if you if you um, if you've never, if you've never heard the, now th- this is always coming from the reformed side, right? If you if our side, yeah. We're, so we right, we would hold to side. the reformed view of, right. of the doctrine of election. <laughs> um, if you've never heard of it, if no one's ever taught you, then it's like you're excused. Oh. But once you once you've been taught, once you've been informed, if you still reject it, then that's a an indication that maybe you're not a Christian. So it's more tolerable.
0: Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment for right. them. <laughs> That's right. That's how Jesus says, right. oh, woe to you. You've yeah. saw, you've seen all these signs. Yeah. It'd be better for you
2: if yeah. you wouldn't have. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, so,
1: so we shouldn't ever teach we
2: election. We shouldn't. Te- don't teach election because then people become <laughs> accountable to it. So the doctrine of election, the treatment of animals, creation care, Uh, Conservation, racial reconciliation, racial diversity, abortion, social justice, gender roles, love, it's an interesting one, Uh, transgenderism, marriage, religious liberty, the historicity of Adam, global debt, forgiveness, anxiety, church health, and vocation. So So let's uh, just start at at the first one, and let's just walk... (laughs) (laughs) We're going to hit some of those, but, but
0: you just saying that, Josh, when he just lists all of these things that are gospel issues, what do you think that does? What does that do with the gospel?
1: I think to the... Here's a concern I would have. To the soul that's worried, that struggles with assurance of salvation, that they're constantly introverted, looking in at themselves, worrying about their sins. Uh You go through all those things as a gospel issue. I'm afraid they hear that, and this is a a minefield they can't possibly navigate.
0: Mm.
1: How can I have any assurance? If all these things are gospel issues, how am I ever going to come to any settled confidence concerning my soul?
2: Right. Well, Josh, anxiety here is a gospel issue, so... If I use a (laughs) shot
1: collar on my dog... (laughs) Uh-huh. For every behavior, that was
2: well. It, it's also <laughs> it's right. it's also taking some of these um, complex issues. Like there are good Christians on on both sides of creation care and and conservation. Yeah. It's it's saying this is very clear cut, and if you're not on my side of this issue, you have the gospel that's a, wrong. You've got the gospel wrong. Yes, and uh, like you said, that's that's a burden that. No one is going to be able to bear.
0: Yeah. So I think maybe first let's let's describe like what we believe are gospel issues, or or and it'll help us frame the gospel. Um, so what is a gospel issue? Um, I think we would want to narrow that down to matters pertaining to the gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: The gospel is. The gospel issue. Right, <laughs> yeah. it is.
0: And, and so we, what I have here is something called the Bible. <laughs> we like to use it on this program. Um, so what we have here is Paul preaching the gospel to the Corinthian church in uh, 1 Corinthians 15. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, by which you are being saved, that if you care for the earth enough, God will accept you. No, <laughs> What, version? No. Yeah, that's not where he went. Is that the um, Passion
2: Translation? Yeah.
0: <laughs> the gospel, <laughs> in which you received, in which you stand, by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word... I preach to you unless you believed in vain, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve, and then, uh, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive. I love that part. Though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all... To one untimely born, he appeared to me, for I am the least of all the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle. And he goes, so, okay, so there's the gospel, right? Christ died for our sins in Mm -hmm. accordance with the scriptures. Right. He really died. Um, The Christ, the Messiah, that he was buried, that he rose from the dead on the third day, that people saw him alive. This is the gospel. And that you are saved by believing this truth. Yeah. So let's, let's try to frame and narrow the, narrow it down before we can talk through like some of the things people call gospel issues and why that's dangerous. We narrow down what is a gospel issue. We've got to narrow it down to things that pertain to what Paul talked about. Yeah. Right? So what are the doctrines which you would link to this gospel that Paul talks about? What are they that, which you would say? These are gospel issues from which we must take a firm stand... That if you don't believe them, you are violating, threatening the gospel, or perhaps even an unbeliever. What doctrines are related? Mm-hmm.
1: I think fundamentally you'd start with John's gospel, where it begins, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was God. So the Trinity, preexistent Christ, mm. the eternal Son of God. Um, if you lose that, you lose the gospel. It's another God. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And there are people uh, all around us today that believe in a different Christ. Yes. Yeah, Mo- uh, Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, mm-hmm. uh, oneness, I'd say oneness, Pentecostals, you can throw them in there as well. Then you go to John
1: one fourteen, mm-hmm. the Word became flesh, dwelt among us, the Incarnation.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and the vir- the virgin birth is wrapped up in that.
1: Yes. He was really a man. He wasn't a a a, a phantasm floating around.
2: Right, so the nature of Christ. Mm-hmm.
1: Which gets into his, um, what we call the act of obedience of Christ, okay. that as a... Man, in our place, substitute, a federal head and representative, he fulfilled all righteousness. Mm-hmm. So you don't just need Jesus to die for you, you need Jesus to live, accomplishing all righteousness. Mm-hmm. So Romans 5, by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. By one man's obedience, counted righteous.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so he in car, he's in the flesh, mm-hmm. he dies... And so what doctrine would we see today that would mess this up? Or we'd say that's a gospel issue. You're you're messing up the doctrine of Christ's death. Where you guys know where I'm where I'm going with this? Where what do what do liberals often deny? They deny penal substitution, right? Right. So Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So many today would be mm-hmm. very open. They'd be like, "Oh, this social issue is a gospel issue," right? But then they would deny penal substitution, <laughs> and we'd <laughs> right. say, "All right, man, you've got things flipped." Yeah. As we'll see, you're you're denying a gospel issue, and this other. Application or implication that flows out from it, you're calling a gospel issue. Yeah. So there's that. What else can we point to? Uh,
2: the resurrection just naturally follows from that. The bodily resurrection yeah. of Christ, not, well, um, he lives on in the memory of the disciples, or he was raised like the Jehovah's Witnesses. He's, uh-huh. His body is is taken up to heaven, but but he's he's resurrected in a spiritual. Body, mm-hmm. so we we would believe that the body that goes into the grave three days later comes out of the grave. Yeah, and um, it's the, it's the same Jesus as resurrected from the dead. Mm-hmm.
1: And if you carry the gospel all the way back, <clears throat> the trinitarian, the Trinity, the eternally begotten Son of God, you got to carry it all the way forward too. Mm-hmm. Like the gospel <laughs> does not just involve his doesn't stop at the resurrection. He ascended, Mm -hmm. and he's seated as our high priest, and he's promised to return again in glory and make all things new.
2: Right. So the second coming would be a gospel issue. Mm -hmm. So um, we can't say that... Not any particular, right? You've got to believe this. But that that he is coming The personal, physical second coming of Christ um, to bring in the end of all things yeah. is necessary because people will argue about
0: the timing oh, and how yeah. things are going to play out. But the idea is if you deny that he's coming again, physically yeah.
2: right. To usher in a new, a new creation. Yeah. Um, and so I've got a, I've got a definition here um, that was given by uh, a theologian. <laughs> Josh and I were talking <laughs> about this. Theologian? An undisclosed.
1: <laughs> he says a lot of good stuff. Uh, yeah. But he's, he says some things I'm not a fan of. Okay, so
2: I won't I won't name. The, this will be an anonymous theologian who gave this definition. And let's see what you guys his think about rhymes, this.
1: Last name rhymes with bark.
2: Right. <laughs> people probably have no idea. <laughs> Even if I said his name, people probably wouldn't no. know who he was. Um, Jesus Christ obeyed, died, was raised, and is ascended at the right hand of the Father. He has conquered the evil one, sin, and hell for all those to whom he has given the grace of faith. Who by his spirit through faith are united to him to whom all his righteousness has been imputed, who are accepted by God as righteous. He says that is good news for sinners.
0: Uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is.
2: Yeah. um,
0: What about? I'll throw a a little twist out there for you. What do you guys think about the doctrine of the Holy Spirit? You think that um, can this be a gospel issue?
2: What do you mean by that? Because, (laughs) Because, I mean, if we're talking about the person of, the Holy Spirit—that's a Trinity issue. Yes, yeah. and so yes, we.
1: If you're talking about union with Christ, well, here's here's mm-hmm. what I was thinking
0: of as we were talking. Right. About. You remember the uh, John's disciples, uh, where Paul comes to him? I think it's in Ephesus, right? Is it in Ephesus where he runs into him? Yeah, I think so. And he's like, "Hey, guys, uh, you ever hear of the Holy Spirit?" They're like, "Yeah, we had, we didn't, we didn't even know really there, there was, there was one." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, well, <laughs> guess what? Got a news for you. You're not a Christian. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they have not. And I think what that means is." They've heard about repentance. Um, they've heard that of this coming Christ, maybe the the Lamb of God. Right. But they don't have all of the pieces. Mm-hmm. They don't know about regeneration. Yeah. Uh, or the things of this nature. Yeah. So, what right. do you think about
1: that? I think the the biggest th- takeaway there is um, factoring in ignorance being charitable in yeah. some ways. So I would say we all agree that there there are genuine. Um, and and not just that they're saved, they are, they're faithful and they're fruitful Christians. Say in the Roman Catholic Church, uh-huh. um, and they are. Uh, I think, I think the some some ways charity needs to be extended. There is, have they ever been taught? Is there? Do they implicitly work out their faith in mm-hmm. a way? that's different from their creed. Right. Like, like the way they walk it out and the way they talk about it, um, the way they even express themselves about who Jesus is and what he did sounds much more orthodox than what they would say the church they belong to believes, or they never even really studied it, never thought about it, you mm. know? And so I think you'd, you'd want to extend a lot of grace and charity in some ways here. Um, ignorance is one thing, a denial or a rejection is something. Yeah. Dif- making that mm-hmm. distinction.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. <clears throat> that was one of the things. You know, going back to the doctrine of election as a gospel issue. Um, the people who were making it a gospel issue were were trying to say, well, if if they don't hold to the reform doctrine of of predestination and election, then what they're really doing is they're they're trusting in their own works mm. to be saved. They're they're believing that they have to do something to be saved, and so they're that, like you said. There's no charity there. Mm-hmm. They're maybe drawing out what we would say are the the logical um, implications of this. If you if you follow that road all the way down to its its logical end, then maybe we could say yes. Mm. But we all have inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. Like I I've never met someone who's denied the doctrine of election as i understand it who says well i i'm 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 the one who saves myself save myself right. right so there's there's no there's no charity where we are forcing someone to um, hold to a position that they, they don't, don't they don't believe you yeah and and yeah.
1: wouldn't this be true that every one of us have these inconsistencies some oh, yeah. some increasing in uh, of increasing severity and detriment mm-hmm. to in, in various ways to the Christian life to your soul to others but if there's this piece of the puzzle that we're missing you could you could logically work that out and say you're denying the gospel in some way mm-hmm. like you if you wanted to just uh, win the game like you just wanted to to show your brother is wrong like that's your only concern so, if, you, if you're inconsistent here, all truth is a whole, it all jives, it goes together. It, this is why we pursue systematic theology, because we believe it all goes together. So you could work out, if you just wanted to slam your brother, listen, you say this, you've denied the gospel when you did that. <laughs> right. I think that's really uncharitable, mm. and I think that's, uh, that's an angle that's taken with this language. Yeah. It's a gospel issue. I, I those th-
0: should be reserved for us what we'll see is Galatians one yes yeah. it's, it's it's nuclear time <laughs> right mm-hmm. like this it's time to cut through all of the nuance and get down to business yeah right you you're denying a key fundamental doctrine that undermines the gospel right mm-hmm. And that's the problem though is people have a hard time separating these two. They may go after one that's like, a, a, an outworking of the gospel and say, that's a gospel issue. Mm-hmm. And then the Galatians, one thing, they might be like, eh, you know, but we should flip those and be like, this we guard at all cost. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. we're charitable with, and that's one of the reasons why we do this, because what happens over time if we keep saying all these things are gospel issues, what happens to the gospel? Like, eventually no one knows what it is
1: anymore. Right. If everything's a gospel issue... There is no gospel anymore. We've lost the gospel.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's there's right. there's tiers of importance, mm-hmm. right? Um, what is this called? Theological triage is that mm-hmm. that. And I've I've heard it described in different ways, but the the gospel, these issues that we've talked about that we've walked through the the Trinity, the the perfect life, the death of Christ, the resurrection, the ascension, second coming, all all of these they're gospel issues. Mm-hmm. Um, how is someone reconciled to God they're justified by faith alone apart from works this right. this is a this is a gospel issue but then we 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 move to you know second tier, and that would be what, baptism mm-hmm. so we would say to our Presbyterian brothers and sisters <laughs> you're wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's such a serious issue that we we would worship in a different congregation, and they would, and they would say you're and, wrong, <laughs> and they, yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's right. They right. they would say that we're wrong, also, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not a a first tier. Yeah.
1: And we we would both agree that those can be
2: dangerous
1: mm-hmm. to a person's soul, right? Um, yeah,
0: but we're we're in such agreement though on the gospel, mm-hmm. we're still. Friendly with each other, and right. could even do uh, work missions, work and stuff together,
1: right? Uh, and is there anything that touches like more on the gospel than a view of baptism? <laughs> right, you know, like that—that yeah. that is just right there on the cusp, mm-hmm. yeah, of of things. And if we can be charitable there, right, well, can we not extend some grace and in these other areas? Yes,
0: right. that's right. Yeah, that's good.
1: All right, so let's jump
0: into uh, some. Uh, we've kind of established what is the gospel and what is the gospel issue. Let's jump into some of the other impl- uh, implications that people, I think, of the gospel that people will call the gospel. And I'll, I'll share with you a, kind of a funny story. I can't remember if I heard this in a sermon or I read this. I was kind of into the missional movement for a while while I was in, in seminary. Like the, uh, you know, And the missional church has kind of like their own vocabulary, but I think what they do is accidentally undermine the gospel with some of their language. So prime example: guy moves to, you know, a uh, into an urban area, kind of a rundown neighborhood, and you know it hasn't been taken care of by the city. And uh, so the example he gives is there's a streetlight. The streetlight's been out for years, and no one can get the streetlight fixed. The city won't fix it, but you know the kids can't play outside, and it's dangerous in the neighborhood because the streetlight's out. And so this guy is persistent, like he's persistent widow and. And he eventually gets this streetlight fixed, and then he makes the comment that the gospel has come to the neighborhood. <laughs> the gospel's come to the neighborhood, guys. <laughs> what do you think about that language? Is
1: fixing streetlights a gospel issue? That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not dumb that he was—he loved his neighbor. <laughs> right, right. It's dumb to say you're loving... Uh, I mean
2: you're putting this on the same level as to, the as the substitutionary atonement is that? <laughs> to, that was
1: so dumb to confuse Josh. a street lamp with Jesus the light of the world. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would say the gospel hasn't come to the neighborhood till you've opened your mouth up and started sharing the gospel. Right. right? <laughs> then the same, you might say the gospel's come to the neighborhood. Yeah.
1: It's the same kind of dumb that St. Francis, you know, the common saying, uh-huh. preach the gospel if necessary, use words. Right. And until you, you've, you've used words, you haven't preached the right.
0: gospel. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so the, another thing they'll say, you know, the gospel's come to this, whatever, they'll say the kingdom of God has come. Mm-hmm. You know, in this area, right. and so there's this equating of the two, like the kingdom um, with the gospel, which you know we would agree they're tightly linked, mm-hmm. but we just wouldn't say like this is a gospel issue. Maybe we would say this is an outworking, right? Because the, of the gospel. Because
2: the gospel are propositional statements, right? Yeah, it's not. Um, it's not a. It's not a, the response. Isn't even the gospel. The gospel is these these facts. <clears throat> this yeah. is what the gospel is. God has sent his son to live an obedient life and to die a substitutionary death. He has risen. He has ascended. He is Lord. Those are all propositional statements. The outworking of that is, now what are you going to do? Yeah, ben, are, Bend the knee or are you going to yeah. reject?
1: And that's where I think we need to, anytime someone says this is a gospel issue... I want to be gracious and say, "What do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you mean yeah. it's Do you mean it's the gospel itself, or it's an implication of the gospel?" Right. That's a good. Uh, that's good advice. Yeah, um, I,
2: th- I think that's the. I think that's really the problem with a- adopting this language of "this is a gospel issue." We're not defining what a gospel issue is, and mm-hmm. that's why we're we're talking about this. We're trying to make it concrete. This is what we mean definitionally. This is a gospel issue.
1: I think you hit on why it's important. It's the reason the language is you, you're wanting to leverage uh, your argument with that language. Mm-hmm. That's why you use it. Yes. And so you're trying to you're trying to take it up a notch.
0: Say this is how important this issue is.
1: Yeah. 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 And so I want to be I want to be charitable and say you know what do you mean by that? And but the thing I think what we're wanting to point out is. If the intent of that language is to make it go to the next level, is that appropriate? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So one prime
0: example that I think of as you bring this up is uh, poverty issues today. Uh, You know, the the politics is is hot, right? The past year, things have been tense. One thing that uh, those that think it's appropriate for evangelicals to support Democrats will say is they'll say, look, you've got that—we get to this one issue that— in a minute, but they'll say, you've got that issue, uh, you're, you're pro-life or you're an abolitionist, but you don't care about these other things. And the issue of poverty is such a fundamental life issue mm-hmm. that the gospel is at stake in your refusal to address poverty issues in the progressive or the liberal or the Democrat way. Mm-hmm. It, you guys have encountered that, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big-time error. For me, I think because it's not that we don't we don't agree with poverty issues. I always tell people if the government wouldn't tax Christians, you know what Christians would do? They'd take care of all the poor people in their community. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like they already do more than anyone else. That is not debatable, right? Christians already do more for the poor than anybody else. Uh, But if you wouldn't tax us so much, we could do more. Mm -hmm. Like all of the government programs that they do terribly, churches would start to do them and we know this from his history, right, mm-hmm. historically. So we would say, back, we'd say, look, this is an outworking of the gospel, and it's good to be passionate about this, and we should love our neighbor. We disagree in how we help those people, Yeah, right? We mm-hmm. think it's better to help them this way, mm-hmm. and you should not call this a gospel issue because you're confusing over time what the gospel is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and one point to bring up there is, a difference in tactics, methodology, yes. pragmatics is so. I would say Romans thirteen says that the function of the sword is to wield. The function of the state is to wield the sword. Right. And so, whenever the state starts trying to be family right. or church, it's and going take, to. Co-
0: by that you mean take care of poor people. Yes.
1: <laughs> right. it, it's it's going to cause problems. Yeah. That's not how God designed. You're you're trying to make this machine work in a in a way it wasn't meant to it's not going to function best but i think we can both disagree on this thing yes but and so here's the here's the funny thing is i agree with you that we should we love of neighbor take care of the poor i believe we should do that but because i don't do it the way you think i should yes and i don't talk about it the way you think i should you're ready to disown me as a brother in Christ. Yes, I'm not. I'm not willing to do that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. On this
1: itself. Yeah. Right. And yeah. It
0: was, yeah. And so we can never even get to a debate, even as to what what actually would work to help the poor, because you've thrown me out mm-hmm. of the church. Right. right.
1: It, it it's a political tactic at that yeah. point, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. This is a it's a way to slander and libel your opponent, not deal with the issue, but just silence them.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. What else do you guys see this happening? Or like what other areas? Um, George, I think you brought up climate care. I kind of like that one. <laughs> right. uh, or creation care. Is creation you, care. Creation care. Yeah. Let, let's talk, chat about that for a minute. That's that's something I think we should talk more about.
2: Okay. Um, let me see if I can find this real quick. Um, there was actually a book that was written on this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it now that uh, that I need it. But it it was, yeah, uh, creation care in the gospel, Um, and it's this idea that the way that we care for the environment, um, the way we treat animals, that's all a gospel issue. Mm -hmm. Now there's there's going to be Christians on on both sides of this issue. Yeah, Um, not that Christians are going around beating animals, but on the issue of climate climate change there's going to be people who are saying that it's man-made we need to do things to to change um you know how we're polluting the earth there's going to be people that are saying um
0: no it's made by the, the sun uh, does it Solar yeah cycles. There, uh,
2: there's going to be people that that say there is climate change but it, there's no evidence that it's man-made um and there's going to be people that say uh, it's there's no, there's no real support mm-hmm. for there being any kind of mm-hmm. significant change, right? Um, and there's, there's going to be people on on all sides, right? Yeah. And uh, and we're going to have our our position, uh, but there's going to be brothers and sisters that have a different position. Are we are we going to say if you don't hold to my view of climate change that you're not a Christian? Well, all of a sudden we are muddying the waters and we're we're taking away. From what the gospel actually is, right, and we are adding to the gospel. We're saying, well, yeah, you have to, you have to hold to the the life, death, resurrection of Christ, and you have to agree that um, we need to cut down on our carbon emissions. <laughs> like, how ridiculous is that, right? I mean, just saying it out loud—that yeah. that's a ridiculous addition to the gospel. Now, people aren't going to maybe word it that way. But that's yeah. the way that we can act when we start saying this is a gospel issue and start treating it like it's a gospel how issue. How do you
0: how do you think they get there, though, to where it become that level? Do you think it's because they would take the original cultural mandate and then apply it and attach it as this is gospel?
2: Probably. That the more mos- sophisticated
1: that, theological type would.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can go back to Genesis 1 and 2 and, yeah. and how mankind was supposed to work and keep the garden. Uh-huh. We're, obviously, we're not meant to... Destroy the good things that God has given to us. Yeah. Um, but if uh, if that leads you down the road to, I don't know, being a vegan or or putting i <laughs> I'm just, just going to have to disagree with you or believing right? in population <laughs> right. population
0: population
2: control. control. Yeah. Um, more more government regulations. I, I'm of the view that anytime the government oversteps its boundaries from from punishing the. Punishing evildoers. Mm-hmm. Anytime it, it tries to do these other things, it, it just makes things worse. Mm-hmm. It never the government never improves um, life situation. It always makes it worse. It may solve one problem and it creates ten more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we're just going to have to have you know different views on this. Right. But if we start calling it a gospel issue, um, I, I think we're just adding to. I don't think you can go back to Genesis 2 and say, this is the gospel. Right. Like A- Adam. They,
0: well, they link to what Christ is going to do, right? right? You, you can't, you have to separate that. The kingdom is here and not yet, and one day it will come fully and we'll see that all of creation is renewed, but you then can't attach our mission and our work as the church to right. what Christ ultimately will accomplish. Right. Right. We are not going to fix all of Earth's Problems. Yeah. The, the, there's a curse on the earth. Mm-hmm. It groans, as Paul tells us in Romans uh, chapter eight. It's it's groaning. Yeah. Um, it's been put under a curse because of us. We can't undo it. Christ undoes the curse, and ultimately, it's not done till he returns. So, it's tied up in the gospel. Mm-hmm. But you can't say it's a gospel it is issue. The gospel. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think what's helpful about your question that led led down this line is that it helps you to. Uh, see, kind of the good impulse that this person who disagrees with you and call, is calling this a gospel issue—they're very likely seeing where there was a place of neglect, mm-hmm. uh, a, a place of failure. Um, they're they're seeing something that uh, people have been blind to, and then they get zealous for it, and uh, to to leverage that, I think that's why they start using that language. Yes, I make it very important. And so, uh, if if we just we need to be willing to hear those kind of corrections that might be in that in that language yeah. and own those.
2: Uh, yeah, and I think you know the the issue that we've been confronted with this the past year was. Social justice, racial racial issues, racial, yeah. issues, racial that up, reconciliation. That that is swing us that e- way. Even our even our uh, you know are our we pa- our pal in the in the SBC Russell Moore. Yeah. he says that this is a gospel issue. Uh-huh. Um, and if you aren't on on the same side as someone like Russell Moore, then You've you're on the wrong side. Something's of the wrong. With something's wrong, your wrong with the gospel. Something's right? wrong with your gospel. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So one of the ways maybe that they get there is based off in Galatians. In Galatians, we do have that strong gospel issue, right, of you're bringing something else in, Mm -hmm. and Paul says, this is anathema. You're corrupting the gospel by bringing in circumcision. Mm -hmm. But it could be any number of things you would add to it today. But then there's this this little episode that Paul and Peter have, right? And I think this might be how racial issues are getting lumped into this is a gospel issue. Um, tell us what happens between Peter and Paul, if the, if the listener may not be familiar if I use that language. It's a very tense exchange of some heavy, some yeah. big heavyweights right in the church.
1: Just to put it in, uh, colorful terms, uh, lunchroom scenario, the cool kids are all the Jews who are keeping the law. They can, they profess Christ, but they're also keeping the law. Mm-hmm. And you have the Gentiles over here, who are not, and Peter was sitting with the Gentiles until his friends showed up. Oh, the Jews walked in. Yeah. The cafeteria. Yeah. And so and whenever whenever the, the really cool kids walk in, he switches tables. Mm. Um, and this really upsets Paul. Yeah. Um, tier one. Tier one level, yeah. Uh, upsets Paul. And, and they might say, see, like you're saying, "See there, uh, that's a racial issue." Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, because the world was divided back then in the Bible times, and we see it in in Ephesians and other books. It, there's Jew and Gentile, right? That's how mm-hmm. the they, the Jew divided the world that way. They're, you're either a Jew or you're a Gentile, which is your every other race. Mm-hmm. And so, Peter, he's like, "I'm going to sit with the Jews because I'm a Jew," and yeah, and so well, what does that mean do to the gospel for the Gentiles, right? So, in what way is it a gospel issue, and in what ways today are they are they wrong in getting what's going on today and conflating it with this? That's my question.
1: Yeah, and I, I'd say the the same way that we we need to have in having this conversation. What do you mean by a gospel issue? The next question is, what do you mean by racism?
0: Yes, because what's happening happening here with Peter and and Paul, Paul is saying, what you're doing is a fundamental denial that Christ has died and made these people part of his own. Mm-hmm. You've got two separate people groups here. <clears throat> You've got these special people. These are like, not so. And he's saying, no way. Like the gospel, what Christ has done is he's knocked down the dividing wall of hostility, as he says in Ephesians uh, chapter 2, right? Mm-hmm. And he's saying, you're denying that truth. And mm-hmm. so you're saying those who Christ died for are not who they are
2: yeah the 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 primary issue is not um a racial issue here the primary issue is how is someone reconciled to god mm. like the whole the whole context of the book of galatians is about what do you have to do to be a, a child of god mm-hmm. and what peter is doing is he's saying well these gentiles they're not keeping the law and so <clears throat> they're they're not reconciled so here's the flip if
1: The person who wants to try to use this to say, you need to agree with me, Mm -hmm. has actually just become the person Paul is countering in Galatians. Right. Um, That's right. Has Christ broken down the dividing wall of hostility? Mm -hmm. And does the gospel make us one in Christ? If so, then why does this disagreement, for them it was circumcision, but now you've, you've brought in this other issue. Mm-hmm. Why does our disagreement there uh, cause you to to discount me as a brother?
0: Yes. Right. Yeah. Perfectly stated. Yeah. Yeah. So we would say, I mean, yes, um, the racism as we know it, though, has been redefined. So that then they're able yeah. to take this other thing where we would say, if you are a racist, you're denying the gospel in this way easily. I mean, we can point that, we can connect those dots, because Christ has died for a people from every tribe, tongue, language, and nation, right? And you're saying, no, these people aren't. They're subhuman. That's what you're doing when you're a racist. Mm -hmm. You're, You're degrading the image of God. But that's not how racism is being defined today. Right. So it's redefined, and then that redefinition is weaponized, like you're saying, in the Galatian 1 sense, Mm -hmm. to say, if you don't agree with this, how we now have defined racism, uh, you may not be a brother. Mm -hmm. And so you're right in saying what they've done is they've become the guy in Galatians. Oh, foolish Galatians. (laughs) Are you so quickly, you know, who's bewitched you? Yeah. Um, So that's, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head with that.
1: I think another thing in here is... Let's even say the cause they're advocating for is completely well and good. Um, it It's it's something we can, whatever cause th- this person's about, we can say, we're for you in this. Yeah. Um, Kevin DeYoung does a good job of this in uh, his book, um, What is the Mission of the Church? Mm-hmm. Where he talks about making an ought of a could. hmm uh-huh. So there are a million good causes out there we can do, but whenever you say this is a this is a gospel issue, you've made it like the Galatian the Galatian kind of scenario where this is circumcision. It's necessary for the Christian life and walk and mm-hmm. faith. It's essential. Um, you turn you turn a could into an ought, and I think that's a lot of what's happening in these issues too. Even whenever it's something. Uh, that we can, you know, here's this social justice warrior, and I disagree on on his definition, say of racism. But let's say we got someone who's genuinely dealing with racism, contending against it, fighting against it. I can be behind him, yeah. But it, as soon as he makes that an ought, um, I even want to distance myself from him hmm. because, for fear of confusing the gospel, uh. I want to keep the gospel primary, and yeah. if linking arms even with someone that's going to muddy those waters, um, I'm, I'll still, I'll fight against whatever you're against on my mm. own turf, my own time, as that arises. Um, but, you see what I'm saying? There, are, there are good things that are happening mm-hmm. with people that we would not necessarily, we would we wouldn't want to be associated with. Because for fear of this losing the gospel. Right. That's
2: right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the the um, the statement on social justice came out.
0: Did it come out last year or did it come out the year before? I think it's been over two years ago. Wow. I think so.
2: Yeah, yeah it has been. Mm-hmm. It's it Might has even been be a while. Three. Yeah, yeah, it has. Um, and um, you know they're they're dealing with all of the the. The things that have been popping up, you know, all the social racial issues.
0: They were a little bit ahead of their time, too. <sighs>
2: yeah, yeah. People
0: were like thinking they were whack jobs for writing this thing, right? <laughs> and they're like, just trust me, just wait, yeah, just wait, and then here we are.
2: But they're they're holding to the same the same things that we're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me let me read uh, a couple of things that are found in the 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 Dallas Statement on Social Justice. Uh, this was this was written and affirmed by John MacArthur, uh, Vodi Bakham, uh James White, Tom like, Nettles, Tom Nettles, yeah. Um, so uh, let me let me read Article Six on the Gospel, and they have an affirmation and a denial. It says we affirm that the Gospel is the divinely revealed message concerning the Person and work of Jesus Christ, especially His Virgin Birth righteous life, substitutionary sacrifice, atoning death and bodily resurrection, everything that we would uh-huh. we've been talking about revealing who he is and what he has done with the promise that he will save anyone and everyone who turns from sin by trusting him as Lord. We deny that anything else whether works to be performed or opinions to be held can be added to the gospel without perverting it into another gospel. This also means that implications and applications of the gospel, such as the obligation to live justly in the world, though legitimate and important in their own right, are not definitional components of the gospel. Mm. That, that's what we're saying. Yeah, we're, we're saying that these things, even if they're good Application and implications of the gospel, they are not by definition the gospel.
0: Yeah, that's right.
2: Um, they go on in uh, their article on the church. This is article eight. They say, um, We deny that political or social activism should be viewed as integral components of the gospel, or primary to the mission of the church. Though believers can and should utilize all lawful means that God has providentially established to have some effect on the laws of a society, we deny that these activities are either evidence of saving faith or constitute a central part of the church's mission given to her by Jesus Christ, her head. We deny that laws or regulations possess any inherent power to change sinful hearts.
0: Yeah yeah i don't i don't see what people's issue is with these statements just because they're saying it's not primary does not mean that they're saying it's not important right or we shouldn't be engaged in these things mm-hmm. right yeah that's what we need to remember so i think all of the things we've talked about like and how we've talked about it can be applied to any number of things right, right. abortion mm-hmm. um you name it uh uh, uh, uh Border issues, you know, like that was a hot one, right? Like mm-hmm. you're not a real Christian, you're not about the sojourner, um, all of these things. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> like this is the type of stuff that was being thrown out. Yeah, right. Um, all there's many issues, yeah. and they're going to change as as the culture changes. So we don't we don't want to use the language though, uh, because you don't need to do it. You don't need to use it, like Josh said. Use it to elevate your thing, your position to importance. You just say
1: this is an important <laughs> issue. So, That's fine. I think this is really enlightening. Think about the way Wilberforce dealt with slavery um, and, and the kind of tactics you saw. Like one, I, I can't remember the, the guy's name who designed it, but the medallion that was really popular in in the movement that had a slave chained on his knees, mm-hmm. and the caption was, Am I, am I not a brother? Mm-hmm. And so he was wanting to use the gospel... Uh-huh. To advance the cause of ending the slave trade, but he didn't. He did not ever approach. You see, his other members of Parliament saying, "You're not a Christian." Uh. Um, he he wanted to use the gospel and argue with it and leverage it in a way that teased out the implications without slandering someone who disagreed with him. Uh. Um, and I think that's much more powerful and effective. And and guards the gospel yeah. than a lot of what we see today. On a, lo- on a whole host of things, yes. yeah, that's right.
2: So what do we do? Um, what do we do with these important issues? Because like you said, this idea of, of it's a gospel issue, it's being used in a rhetorical kind of way to, to elevate it mm-hmm. and say, this is so important that it's a gospel issue. And, and mm-hmm. we can think of, of social issues, racial issues, um, abortion, it's being called a gospel issue and we would agree abortion is a, a a very important extremely maybe maybe one of the primary issues of the day yeah. and yet we're saying it's we wouldn't say it's a gospel issue so how do we go about emphasizing the fact that this is very important and a Christian needs to um, be thinking about this in a a righteous way, a biblical way, without without using this phrase, it's a gospel issue.
0: Well, I think we need to get back to the understanding that Christians can still um, be Christians and be in error and sin. So your failure to act may be a sin. That means it's important. <laughs> right. That's different from me anathematizing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's a big step because if you're in sin, I can call you to repentance. Yeah right if i anathematize you like what's left for you like like how do you pull somebody in from that other than them saying oh my entire worldview was wrong i need to get resaved like what do you do like what is that uh, that's why we say you got to save that because there's a time where that's got to be used and if you don't you've messed us up so yes somebody can be for failure or thinking incorrectly maybe living in sin yeah and they can be forgiven of that and they can change Mm-hmm.
1: right mm-hmm. but not if you go nuclear on them Th- think <laughs> about it whenever paul uh, in in his opening to the philippians talks about those he, who are preaching the gospel from s- with selfish ambition and motives and he says the gospel's preached i rejoice mm. he he rejoices Now, I don't think he rejoices in their motives, he rejoices that the gospel's preached, and he's writing to the Philippians about the advance of the gospel there. If he was speaking to those men, I'm sure he'd say, listen, you cannot continue preaching from selfish ambition and hope to hold on to the gospel. Mm. And at the same time, my hope for you, brother, is you can't keep preaching the gospel and it not impact the selfishness with which you're going at it. My hope is that it would transform you. So you got sin that's there, and you're mm-hmm. calling it sin, but the gospel hasn't been corrupted right. by that sin. Versus what happens in Galatians, mm-hmm. if anyone preaches another gospel, let him be anathema. Mm-hmm. And whenever you use Galatians 1 rhetoric like that about, say, a Philippians kind of issue, uh, that that's... Unacceptable. Then you've con- then you're, you've you've perver- Actually, what happens there <laughs> is you've perverted the gospel. That's right. Ana- thats you've just committed the anathema. Actually, in doing that, mm-hmm. that's right.
2: All right, let me let me throw a wrench out there. For I was,
0: was going to say that's a perfect way to wrap it
1: up.
2: But, well, you but, know, but, you hey, yeah. <laughs> if
0: you can dodge if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball.
2: So throw a wrench. Okay. Well, you, you said that a Christian can live in in sin. Mm. And um, so let me let me throw out a scenario and, and just see what you well, guys think about. I would about say this.
0: not live
1: in it once they've been confronted. Okay. Well, let's
2: yeah. let's. Um,
1: so, it gets back to the ignorance, right. the Kind of discussion. We okay. Had. So
2: let's let's talk about the the issue of abortion because we've we've kind of been dancing around it, but it is, I mean, and we've talked about it on this this podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> all, talk, the, all the time. We talk about it all a lot. The time. We preach about it a lot. Because we think that it is um, yeah. a very important issue. It's not something that we can ignore, and I think the church has ignored it for a very long time. And that's would say and it's... We,
1: I'm sorry, but I'd say it's the greatest moral blight on our yeah. nation. Yeah. I, I think we'd agree on that, wouldn't we? Yes. Yeah.
2: Um, so Christians, good Christians, are going to be divided on how to approach it. So there's right. going to be us where we, would, we are abolitionists. We, we believe that abortion should be criminalized. Mm-hmm. It, it is an issue of um, equal treatment under the law right right uh, but there are other christians that would say well we need to be we need to do this incrementally mm-hmm. we need to take these progressive steps and we are making our way to the ultimate goal which is criminalizing it mm-hmm. right um say you're in a church and there there are these two these two brothers right um and um say the abolitionist thinks that the incrementalist is sinning, mm-hmm. that you're not seeing this correctly, this is a sin. right? Well, the, the incrementalist disagrees and isn't going to all of a sudden you know, cross, cross over to the abolitionist camp. How do those two brothers fellowship together in the church together? They're, neither one of them are saying you're not a Christian, but one is saying you are living in sin and you're not repenting of this sin. Mm-hmm. How do those two those two brothers, how, how do they have ongoing fellowship with one another without making it a gospel issue?
0: Well, I think first define what you mean by incremental. Incrementalist. Right. Define that. I don't think people understand what you mean by that
2: the listener we've talked about this before jay <laughs> but, but yeah but we get new listeners you see george. what this you see what this guy does to me george this is a growing <laughs> podcast okay so
0: increment uh, uh, believe, it, believe it or not believe you, it or not we got a thousand hey,
2: new subscribers this
1: week with right? our rickety stuff and our <laughs> yeah. iphones
0: you know we, we have like a zero
2: budget just having Josh joshua is just going <laughs> to <Yeah>. draw <laughs> draw more listeners
1: it'll impact your numbers i don't know
2: <laughs> so incrementalism would be what we see in the pro-life movement yeah that, that's what we would see with the the pro-life legislation the the, we'll, we'll the laws the laws that are are chipping away at yeah. the the issue of abortion so it's it's not outright criminalizing it but it is yeah. it's putting all these restrictions on it and i think i think you guys can correct me the 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 idea behind incrementalism is to um, legislate it out of existence. Yeah, I think, like, I make I think make that's it make it so impossible to operate an, an abortion <laughs> clinic that they just go extinct.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I think they have two motives. One, they would say we're going to try to save as many babies as we can. Like we're mm-hmm. gonna we're going to, and that's a good motivation, right? Right. So we're gonna pass a law that says you can't have an abortion at, after this time, or mm-hmm. you know, without. Looking at an ultrasound, or they put these things in. Right. Um, so one of their goals, I think they would articulate, is save as many babies as you can, yeah. and that's a good motivation, right? Mm-hmm. We'd say we would say maybe there's a better strategy, but the other would be, I think, is their goal is to get a legislation put forward one that's so stringent that they're able to uh, go to court over it yeah. to the Supreme Court. So. Mm-hmm. Coupled with it is we've got to change the courts. Right. We've got to change the Supreme Court, and we got to overturn it there. Yeah. But then we know, of course, what happens then, so, and the liberals know it too, is it gets pe- get, gets gets kicked back to the states. Right. So it's not going to be le- uh, le- illegal. Mm-hmm. It will be legal in most states. Uh, many states yeah. will make it illegal, probably Oklahoma. And we've we talked about this. Yeah. We've talked about this so before.
2: That's so that's uh, the criminals.
0: So I would <laughs> say, number one, um, abolitionists might need to... Maybe cool it a little bit. Like the, like real-life scenarios, right? Uh, this happened recently. A pastor texted me, please, please, per, uh, please pray for me. I'm having this issue in my church. He tells me what's going on, not even the scenario, and just from how he described the person, I said, you're talking about an abolitionist, aren't you? He said, yes. So we can be guilty of taking this to Galatians one, mm-hmm. real fast. Yeah. So the first thing I would say is pump the brakes, because you don't want to pervert the gospel. Right. And you can do that pretty quick. Um, and then another thing is to have grace and patience. Archer, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time I did not grasp the doctrines of grace. Mm-hmm. Somebody going to come hit me with a nuclear bomb and be like <laughs> right. you deny the faith, you think you're saved by works, get out of this church. Like like we talked about earlier. Right. Um we need to be we need to try to be as patient as God is. Mm. God is long suffering. We can be right. the the least long suffering people alive. We're short suffering. Reformed, abolitionist, mm-hmm does not usually equate to long-suffering. Yeah. <laughs> so let's have some grace with yeah. people and trust the work of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to, over time, work in people's lives and give them a different, a different understanding of these things.
1: Yeah. I think you'd ask them both, do you both agree that abortion is sin, mm-hmm. that it's evil? And you should start... And do you, do you, If you both agree that Christ is Lord and Savior and you agree that abortion is evil, it's sin, then uh, that should carry you a long way down the road. Yeah. And I, one thing I would say is um, be zealous for your cause. I, I hear you, you know, to this abolitionist. Be zealous for your cause, absolutely. But also, I would say speak of your brother the way the Bible speaks about him. Uh. And so... Uh, Here's an example. So King Asa, we're told in 1 Kings 15, did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as David his father had done. He put away the male cult prostitutes out of the land, removed all the idols that his fathers had made. He also re- removed Maekah, his mother, from being queen mother because she had made an abominable image for Asherah. And Asa cut down her image and burned it in the brook Kidron. But the high places... Uh, the the But... Lost my place. N- nevertheless, yeah, no, but the high places were not taken away. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was wholly true to Yahweh all his days. Wholly true. Like, he did not do a Josiah kind of purging of idolatry out of the land. And you see a son repeats this kind of error. This is a phrase we see again and again uh. with the kings, that they didn't completely, they were incrementalist. They didn't completely purge idolatry from the land during their reign, and yet it will say he was a man after God's own heart, like his father David. He, was, he, he walked in the ways of David. His heart was wholly true. And so I would want to say extend some, some grace in this kind of area. Another thing, a factor to consider in here is um, look at the Old Testament saints. And the flaws that we see in them, uh. and and blind spots because of of the sins of their day, and we can look through the history of the saints and see this. I can see Augustine's sins so clearly, and their and my sins are obscure to me. Mm-hmm. And so, understanding the the water that we're swimming in that your brother over here has been immersed in for so many years should really help you to lend that patience mm. and rather than body slam your brother try to educate him lead him along and disciple him and i think you'll be you'll be a lot more effective mm.
0: that was good yeah that was good yeah. i like how you bring that out with the uh the kings yeah that that is eye opening isn't it that the bible would say that about him. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, I think it helps you to assess Wilberforce. Mm. And he did not end slavery. He saw he he didn't he labored all his life to end the slave trade. And if i remember right, that happens that happens near the end of his political career. And it it was either just right before his death or after. I, I can't recall the dates that finally the slave uh, slavery was ended altogether mm. in the in the kingdom. Mm. And so but here's what's incredible is the way he went about it. I, if there's a legitimate critique of most most incrementalism today, I think it does have to do with it, it's not going after the end game, it's not being consistent with God's truth in a lot of ways, and I think that's a lot of the reasons why it's been such such a flop. Mm -hmm. Um, But you consider the way Wilberforce was an incrementalist in regards to slavery, Uh. but the way he went about it, incrementally attacking it, laid the foundation for it to go all the way forward. And so my criticism of, of incrementalism would be, make sure that what you're laying down, and the way you're going at it, the way you're attacking this, if you want to attack it bit by bit, is laying down a foundation to go all the way in the game and win it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we hear we hear often that if you hold this position, like you're compromised um, in some fashion, and may, are you a real believer? Real believers wouldn't hold those positions. The king's passage from Asa is is that's really eye opening, is it not? I mean, for cried out loud, he could have. <laughs> And he didn't purge the land of idol- all idolatry, and the Bible still
1: says he's wholeheartedly devoted.
0: Mm-hmm. That's kind of mind blowing.
1: So if the, you you run the other way, you've pretty much only got David and Josiah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> <That> were, <laughs> right. All the other kings are reprobate.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you have to take the you have to take the Bible at its word. You have to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This isn't just some, um, this isn't one one person's opinion mm-hmm. of Asa. It's this is God breathed, yeah. inspired um, yeah. declaration of of what <laughs> what God thought about yeah. this king. It's yeah. that
1: holy truth that's so
2: yeah. gripping, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah,
1: really is. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: we need to probably shut
0: this down okay. somehow. Right. Let's bring it to a close. Uh, what,
2: and to, I guess, to close it. Yeah. What I'm hearing from you guys is that the gospel is preeminent.
0: Yes, that's right.
2: If we can't, we cannot compromise the gospel, yeah. even for these issues that we would say these are important issues. The gospel is always supreme.
0: I think you've got it. I think that's the perfect way to end it. So why don't you
2: bring us home? Okay. All right. You know, like that? You see how he just throws it over to me? Yeah. <laughs> Josh, thanks for joining us. I know it was a, a little bit of a drive, but it was it was good to have you here. We'll have to have you come out again. You, you add some respectability to us. So, <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for coming out and joining us. Hopefully, this has been a, a beneficial episode. If it has been, please be sure to like and subscribe and share. Get the word out to your friends, and uh, we'll see you next time on uh, another episode of Conform to Christ.